Rock and Roll American Football Podcast. Absolute Radio. Welcome to a very special edition of Rock and Roll American Football today. My name's Jay Lawrence. Carter joins me as per. What's cracking, people? And, and Sky Sports Cameron Hogwood as well joining us. Cam, I did I did pronounce your name right there, didn't yeah, I, yeah, Cam? You Sorry, I, you get that a lot, I'm sure. But, you know, I've got to ask. I've got to ask. Um <laughs> Today, guys, is uh, is the the second most important episode of the year. Third Ooh. after the Super Bowl. I mean, I mean, number one goes to the Super Bowl, I suppose. Number two is always my favourite, the postseason awards. But any excuse for a midseason awards episode is, is good for me. Any excuse that we can all just disagree with each other. I don't, I'm not a. I am a very agreeable person, Jay. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> What I would say is that I think Giants fans are the most agreeable fans. <laughs> well, you're both Giants are, fans, aren't you? So. Uh, and look, we agree on that too, Jay. Look at that. <laughs> you, bo- you both agree that Daniel Jones is going to win MVP this season. I don't know about all that. I, mean, I, don't, I don't know about that. Closely followed by, by a, a one-legged Saquon Barkley. <laughs> I'll don- okay. donate my legs to him if he needs it. Yeah, I, I tell you, you would. I tell you, you would. He, no, he, makes, he makes plenty of money. I'm keeping my legs. <laughs> he can buy his own legs. So what we're going to do today is we're going to go through the mid-season awards. I tell you what, we won't focus so much on you know the actual uh, NFL results from the weekend. You can go Google it. Uh, the the thing that we can, the thing that I do want to do though, and, and basically this all this all happened from the from last last week's episode. So me and Carter didn't actually get to discuss it. And we're not going to keep so much time on it uh, today. Um, and of course, I am talking about what's happened over the past week with Green Bay Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers. So what I thought I would do is, Carter, mm. is I was going to put, I know you've got strong feelings about this, <laughs> is I am going to put one minute, 60 seconds on the clock. And I would like you to talk very passionately about the one thing that's been spoken to death over the past week. 60 seconds okay for you? Yeah, Jay, let's do that. Okay. Let's do that. 60 seconds. Go. All right. Joe Rogan? <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about? Okay. Okay. Listen. Aaron Rodgers spent the whole offseason talking about how he making everyone feel as if the Green Bay Packers had stolen his lunch money, that the media was painting him into this corner where he just, you know, oh, they're misconstruing my words. And then, in fact, he used a word that he purposefully misconstrued to mislead the public. And is there not any public sentiment around, you know, whether or not a player gets a vaccine or not? Give me a break. And this guy who is was auditioning to be the host of Jeopardy, like a smart people program, went and did the dumbest thing he could, which was to ask a comedian, known epidemiologist, I apologize, known uh, infectious disease researcher and board certified medical person. All right, 60 seconds. All right, 60 seconds. 60 seconds, done, dusted. Uh, Cameron, this must have been some of this been on. We don't need to talk about it at length because we, I mean, was very. I've got not not too dissimilar opinion from uh, from Carter to be honest with you. But Cam, this must be something that you know has been uh, you know in your world as well over the past week. Yeah, I mean, I think I kind of summed it up very very nicely in a way. I mean, <laughs> the, the, Pat, the Pat McAfee interview 
was yeah. a disaster. It was a PR disaster. I don't know what he was thinking. I mean, like you say, we don't want to talk about it too much, but yeah, I don't think you can agree in any any way. It's just no, he no. was wrong. He lied, I, and yeah, that's what gets if, me. Yeah, if, I mean, that, that's what I, gets me. Go on. If I could say just one more thing, which mm. was, which is, it's it's he mentioned in that interview about body autonomy, which mm-hmm. this has never been, in my opinion, it's never been an issue about body autonomy. This is not about whether or not they're forcing you to get it. Kirk Cousins didn't get it. There's other NFL players who haven't gotten the vaccine. You know what also Kirk Cousins is doing? He's wearing a mask at every turn. Aaron Rodgers is speaking to the media with his teeth in everyone's face, breathing his lunch on everybody. He's He was did it on purpose. It seems as if the Packers might have facilitated this in some way. And like, or we're like helping him to deceive we'll, we'll, people. We'll, we'll find out, I suppose. We'll find out. But it's, you, you should have been following the protocols and you weren't, buddy. That, that's what it is. It's not about body autonomy. You made a bad decision. There we go. That's uh, 60 seconds with Carter. <laughs> uh, I feel like this is the, what's, it, what's the program in America? 60 minutes. It's 60 <laughs> minutes, isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. CBS, I, I thought we could, we could do a Carter version, 60 seconds. Maybe we'll do that every week. We could just get some off your chest, uh, to you be honest what? with you. I've got a big Aaron Donald. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't know if anyone read the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar kind of column on it, that he kind of, he finished Rogers' argument in that column. So I'd suggest go and read in that and he kind of puts it perfect. So yeah, yeah. that's all I'll say. Kareem, Kareem wrote a great piece when uh, earlier, this is not football really, but Kyrie Irving who's an NBA player yeah. uh, also opted not to get the vaccine or, mm. or Andrew Wiggins and Kareem wrote a great piece on that too. Kareem's a great writer. I did not know that. There we go. Multi-talented man. Um, thank you very much for that, Carter. I feel like we need to just put a bow on it because otherwise it will just sort of, uh, we could probably do a, a whole you know, episode on it, to be honest, but then that would be quite self-indulgent because it would only be just getting stuff off of our chest, to be honest with you. But uh, yeah, anyway, it seems like he probably would, will not get any uh, suspension and there will be no nothing except um, b- uh, potential fine for one of the richest men in the league um <laughs> let's go <laughs> he's the mvp he's dumb <laughs> good gracious I, I will say i will say this and this is the last thing i promise you know what someone you know what would happen should happen when he steps back in that locker room after his 10 or 14 day five, i thankfully he's okay i'm really really yeah. thankful he is okay and i hope all of his other teammates are okay now he has to answer to them he has answers with them while he hasn't been wearing a mask in the locker room or whatever else. And you know what someone should do? I'm not advocating for this, but some practice squad player should kick his butt. Well, that's not going to happen though, is it? It ain't going to happen, but there needs to be some sort of consequences for this dumb behavior. Anyways. There we go. I think Carter's got strong opinions on that, Cal. I don't know about you. Um Let's uh, let's move on slowly but surely, then, shall we? And this is what this is what we're here for, guys. This is we're meant to be here for the uplifting part of the show. We're meant to be here for the um, what what can we call? We're like this is like the SAG Awards of uh, <laughs> of, of 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 the NFL, not the Oscars, not the Emmys, the one that people don't really care about that much. The SAG Awards. Oh, the, oh that's tough. The, 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 <laughs> 
the mid-season, the mid-season NFL awards ceremony. Basically, what we're going to do is we're going to go through some awards. Uh, basically, telling our opinion on some of the big things. Now, some of these things are, are, are awards that are given legitimate awards. Some of these are just our, our opinions, and some of them are just going to be slightly off the wall. So, I'm going to play the role of uh, awards season host, guys. Uh, but awards season host that also has their opinions and doesn't care about shouting out about them. We've got four big categories and then some more off the wall ones. So I'm gonna I'm gonna start. We're gonna go we're gonna go around and we're gonna just pitch our winner. Okay. Mm. So for the mid season awards, the first category is the biggest surprise in the NFL. Cameron Hogwood. Oh, it's a tough one. I'm going to go a bit kind of left field and say the Chiefs fall off has kind of been my biggest oh. surprise. Oh, yeah. Just because uh, we've come to kind of expect the Chiefs as this kind of invincible, or no, they're not invincible, kind of this untouchable offense in particular, where if things went wrong, Mahomes and Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy and Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey would be there to kind of mop up anything that did go wrong and it's just not happened. I think defences have found a way to kind of stop that deep ball and now they're trying to adjust to that and it's a, it's a whole new ball game for this Chiefs side and yeah, them them struggling slightly has been a big surprise to me. I don't think there's any doubt about that. I think that the thing is, is that even if, I mean, this has been quite a fall off for the Chiefs, but even if it was an average, you know, or or a slightly above average mm-hmm. offense, if, if uh, Patrick Mahomes was still one of the top 10 quarterbacks in the league, you know, production wise, we would still count this as a fall off because yeah. over the last two, over the last three years, he has really been up there there's i mean i still i still you know watch things and hear things and he's still being spoken about as the as the best quarterback in yeah. the NFL can he really be called that at this moment i think while they have fallen off i think it's important to recognize that for the first 5 weeks there was still the kind of number 2 ranked offense in the league i think it's just the last few weeks where he just looks a shadow of his usual self mahomes in particular mm-hmm. just the throws are like the, the you'd expect this accuracy to be pinpoint he hits everything he can throw on the run and off platform all these different angles and he's missing throws missing reads and I, I'd, I'd still personally say he's a top three quarterback even though he's had this little dip but th- this is kind of the first test we've ever seen him had and it's how he kind of overcomes this that will determine how we look at him for, for the next few months I guess do you yeah. know how many points the Chiefs have scored over the last three games combined? Oh, I do bear in mind, but I mean, I'm, I'm just. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna say thirty-five. Okay, yeah, that's actually a very good guess. <laughs> <laughs> Completely a guess. Thirty-six points they wow. scored over the last three games. Now compare this to to last season. Uh, and you know, and you, you're not you're not wrong, actually, Cam. Are you compare this to even earlier this season? That is that is a standard number of points they would score in one game. Uh, and you know, I don't think there's necessarily you know one thing that we can pinpoint it on. But Patrick Mahomes has just not been quite at the race, races, has he? Missing open receivers, he's you know failing to take opportunities, you know, for checkdowns when they arrive. Um, what is what is what is the is there a way that we can see the Chiefs going out of this at all, Cam? I think probably the the positive they'll take is that teams all over the league are losing 
it's not kind of mm. there isn't one team that's mm. maybe running away with it. Even though we've seen the Cardinals play incredibly well, they've lost game lost the game now, and that that will be what they're thinking that they take it one game at a time, as cliche as that is. And they they know they've got the talent, and I guess it's just like I kind of said earlier, it's just working out how teams are now setting up against them. You, you're kind of look, getting that too deep safety look every single game to try and cut off the deep ball, and now it's kind of kind of tempering that aggressiveness that Mahomes would usually have where he throws downfield with, with that kind of willingness to to check it down and take the take what's in front of him, kind of a, a dip and dunk approach. And it's just going to be a bit of patience, I think, and confidence as well. It, it, confidence is, is gone. You can clearly see mm. that a little bit. And you kind of saw with that final play at the weekend where he kind of threw it on the run and let out this huge roar. That was a, a sigh of relief. So... Uh, yeah, I think confidence and patience. I think it will come back. I think it will come. And they're third in the AFC West right now, which sounds like a disaster. But in reality, they're only a game or half a game, you know, really out. Uh, Chargers and Raiders both being five and three. The Chiefs being five and four. This is something that we we can easily see the Chiefs coming out of this, can't we, Carter? I mean, it's the Chiefs. It's Patrick Mahomes. I mean, I, I can see it, but I think Cam summed it up perfectly. I think it is... I agree that he has the capability of Patrick Mahomes to do all of these amazing things. And maybe it has become a part of his DNA, more or less, which is to throw those deep balls, to throw those, you know, shoot those uh, pinpoint passes through two or three defenders. Okay, okay, fine. You know how to win that way. But if they take that away, because by the way, the other team is professionals, are professionals too. <laughs> They've, you've torched us for two to three years and about it's about time that we've, we've adjusted. Mm. Can you now adjust? Can you still find a way to win without having as many deep balls as you could? Well, develop a different skill. You know, as, as Cam was saying, develop those those short passes just enough to get the ball down the field to, and eventually they'll add up and get into the end zone. Maybe it'll open back up those deep balls again. It's you gotta adjust. Eric Bienemy um has the skill to do that, I think, as a coach. And I think Patrick Mahomes has the skill to do that as a player. And I agree, slow it down, get it back to basics, and then they'll be able to figure it out. I agree. Biggest surprise in the NFL, Carter. <sighs> This might be cliche and well it is, but this guy is 44 years old, oh. man. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't it's Giselle's it, husband, is it? This is Giselle's <laughs> husband. This is the number one TB12, Tampa Bay. He's Tampa Bay. He's okay, okay, so the the Buccaneers are have a very high-powered offense this year, uh, which you would expect coming off of a Super Bowl win from last year. But no one expected them to be where they were last year. And honestly, I didn't expect for them to continue to be this this year, despite the fact that Giselle's husband is there. Like, it's, it is – he's – I believe they're number one in the league in scoring. So we're talking about points per game. They're uh, number one in uh, they're number three in total offense. This is yards per game. I think number two in total yards. Like he is throwing the ball, and in Tom Brady style, he's spreading it around. You know, Gronk gets hurt a bit. Well, there's a bunch of other receivers who can pick up uh, the slack. It's just all of these things are fantastic for any quarterback to do. Obviously, he's not rushing the ball like a Lamar Jackson or something. But add on top of that, that he should be 
collecting a social security check coming here soon. <laughs> like someone look at his knees. Are they still like he still has them? I if there are loads of rookie quarterbacks this year who are not doing well at all. And you know, Tom Brady, did he steal their juju? I don't know. <laughs> when they come into the league, is it some hocus pocus type thing? I'm just really surprised that he's this good this this in this senior stage in his career. But isn't this what happens when you have and you know, obviously he's a very talented man, don't get don't get away from that. But when you have he's he's kind of worked it perfectly, and I suppose he's done this on purpose, really, you know, obviously leaving the New England Patriots and you know, I mean winning the Super Bowl incredible with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers but he has purposely gone with a team that can extend his playing career now obviously mm. he wins the Super Bowl in that first season he gets the the same players he has the same uh, squad around him which means that not only does he have that familiarity but he also has the players that he knows works he also has yeah. the outstanding receiving core uh, he has the, the good and what do, you, what do you need when you're 44 years old? You need a good offensive line as well. So what do you have? What do you have in these instances? Well, you've got a you've got a perfect way to extend your career, don't you? Yeah, yeah. And not to mention, you've got, if you're going to go somewhere else to a new organization for the first time after 20 years, I think Bruce Arians is a good coach to do that under. He's a no-nonsense kind of guy. He's known for being that way. Uh, he took Tom to task a, a little bit last year, which people found surprising, but in fact, it ended up being the right course of action. And they look to have found a viable way to not just work together, obviously, because but to win and to continue winning. It's it's nothing short of just amazing. And I, I hate to be that cliche, but what other is there a better quarterback in the league right now? Well, Cam, can I, like, let's just be frank on this. Carter's just said that it's the, the the biggest surprise of the year. Is this? He might be the biggest surprise to him, but kind of also like the the least surprising thing as well, in a way. Yeah, I know what you mean. I, I get where you, where Carter's coming from because obviously the age is incredible to still be doing what he's doing at this age is is remarkable. But I have to say, by now I've learned to not be surprised by anything he does, just because what we've seen him doing over the past few years and kind of Jay, you're right, that offensive line has prolonged his career maybe longer, longer than we expected. And I think what, what has surprised me is that even now he's forcing defences to change how they play against him. They're having to think they're going to have to change the way they set up against him and he's still doing that to this day. And that, that's incredible to me that even in, a, in an NFL where we're constantly innovating, modernizing offenses and, and defenses that he's still changing the way people look at him and trying to approach him and stop him. So we've got one vote for the Kansas City Chiefs. We've got one vote for uh, Tom Brady's, you know, exceptional 2021 season so far. Uh, now, I actually put down as well, my biggest surprise, the Kansas City Chiefs offense, you know, Patrick Mahomes as well. So I, I guess what I would say is they they win the Kansas City Chiefs offense, a disappointing Kansas Ch City Chiefs offense. Are they turning up to the ceremony to take this award? <laughs> uh, no. I don't, think, I don't think they're turning up. I don't think they'd be too happy. This is like the Razzies. I was going to, well, sort of. You know what? If I'm, if I'm, uh, Anybody on the offense, I would show up. I would show up and take it because Byron you, Pringle. Yeah, because <laughs> you know you guys have have been sucking it up this year with all that talent, all that speed, all that just 
just skill. You've been sucking it up this year, and why not at this point in the season, halfway through, you got a decent record, you're not that far back from the lead in your division, why not take this humble pie? I'm just, I just really want some Chiefs players to call us. That's really it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, take it and and improve. Put it right next to the Super Bowl. You know, put yeah. it in your awards ca- cabinet. This, yeah. uh, this definitely real award. Uh, okay, we're going to go next to again. This is that might not have been a real award that is given out at the end of the season, but this one definitely is mid-season award in the NFL for offensive player. Uh, Cam, we'll start with you this time. If we're going mid-season, I, I have to go Derek Henry. I'm afraid, mm, even, even though he's it. out. That's just, it. Yeah, just because he, even though he's injured, just he, he was on course for kind of historical numbers and the way he was playing and the longevity as well to have done it over the past two seasons and to carry it into this season the guy is just an absolute machine that you think you know how to stop him and he'll just run straight through you and yeah you're kind of in awe every time you watch him and he, he's when he when he was around he was kind of a, a delight to watch as ever every time I see uh every time at the beginning of every single season when I see, you know, when we're, even in fantasy football, we're just talking about uh, running backs. The past few seasons, I've always said that Derrick Henry will have a down year because I just <laughs> assume, well, two reasons. Number one, because I assume he can't con- consistently, you know, carry on how he's been doing. Number two, he's a very, you know, he's a he's a big guy. He's a physical guy. Yeah. I just kind of assume that hopefully, or not well, hopefully, but I assume <laughs> defenses will have worked it out by now. They've had a whole off season to focus on Derrick Henry. You know they're used to him. They've seen you know several years worth of him, and every single season I look like an idiot because it just does not happen. Um, he he does get the ball a lot. That is one thing that you'd always say about the Tennessee Titans. He gets plenty of opportunities, but he, as you say, he is just a beast. Two hundred and nineteen rushing attempts so far in the league, 10 rushing touchdowns, uh, nearly 1,000 yards. He won't quite get to 1,000 yards, will he, this year because of his injury. Uh, He will not get to the end-of-season award, though, because he is out, maybe for the season, probably uh, probably at least until the playoffs anyway, uh, which Tennessee are obviously incredibly likely to get to, winning the AFC South. Do you know uh, what? What happens to the Titans now, though, Cam? Like, do they? Can they still? Can they rely on Adrian Peterson? He didn't have a bad game in his first game back. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I thought it was funny this week. We all talked about kind of Von Miller coming to the rounds. I know he didn't play at the weekend, but in kind of what kind of juggernaut they'd be on defense and how the Titans cope about Derrick Henry. And it was kind of throw those narr- narratives out the window and let's do the opposite way and let the Titans mm. win. And the Rams kind of fall to this shock defeat. And yeah, I mean, if anyone can come off the street and put in a performance, I think it's Adrian Peterson. And I think the Titans are so used to running the ball now that they'll they'll have a role for him. There's a role ready-made for him there. It's just whether he can execute, I guess. Uh, Carter, offensive player, where are we going? I was going with Derek Henry. Mm. <laughs> and and I and Cam said it perfectly. I would only add on, which is, Jay, you mentioned a bit, which is it's unfortunate because he won't be eligible for the MVP award at the end of the year. But I think with the way he was going – so far this season, I mean, he, he's the league's leading rusher right now. I think he's got 930 plus yards or something like that over what was it, eight games uh, before he got injured. Uh, just, it's just a phenomenal pace. And 
outside of, you know, maybe Tom Brady, maybe Aaron Rodgers, like he's definitely up there for uh for the MVP race. And I would give I was giving it to him because he wouldn't be he's not gonna be there for the end of the season, which just is, just totally sucks. But if I had an honorable mention for me personally, because I was watch following his story um at the beginning of the year in the preseason when he was having some troubles uh not seeing the stripes on the ball because he was coming out of uh <laughs> college football it's it's jamar chase cincinnati mm-hmm. Bengals first year receiver uh he and joe burrow have hooked back up uh, listen receivers from lsu maybe i have a soft spot for them maybe uh you know let's move on but i'm pretty sure uh jamar chase uh can see the ball i'm pretty sure <laughs> he can uh catch the ball and i'm pretty sure defensive hasn't defensive have defensive haven't figured out yet how to solve that problem. And I tell you, Cincinnati is, you know, they're they're good. But that combination of Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, I think is going to be good for a long time. Yeah, if I was a Bengals fan right now, you know, you might not be ecstatic about the last couple of results, but you will be pleased about your your quarterback who is coming back from a you know massive injury, second year quarterback, and your wide receiver who is obviously a rookie as well. Knowing that they had that connection before, you know you're always going to be optimistic, but you don't quite think that it's going to work out just quite as well as it has. Uh, my offensive player, and I'm surprised neither of you mentioned this guy. To be honest with you, um, wide receiver for the LA Rams, Cooper Cup. Cup. So, yeah, I mean, coming. please. Cooper Cup. <laughs> Stats prize. Sorry? He was second, second on your list. list. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's convenient, <laughs> isn't it? Convenient. <laughs> Stats prior to the Titans game uh, that they lost just over the, uh, the weekend. Uh, over the new 17-game schedule, Cup would have been on pace for 134 receptions, 1,964 yards, and 21 touchdowns. My favorite thing about this, yes, Cooper Cup has been brilliant for the LA Rams he's taken it to he was good don't get me wrong with Jared Goff uh, when he was under center with the Rams but with Matt Stafford he's taken it to a new level I love it you know that's that's fantastic it's great for the Rams fans it's great for Cooper Cup it's not good for Cooper Cup's dad Cooper Cup's dad in his fantasy league has been allowed to draft his son every single year since he's been in the league as almost good grace you know, the league has let him draft Cooper Cup and they've said, no, next year, no, you're not allowed to draft your son because he's been so good this year. He is destroying the rest of the fantasy football league. So his dad, very pleased for his son, not pleased for his fantasy league. <laughs> An incredible player, though. Um, and you know what? I think he's one of those he's one of those uh, wide receivers that we never quite. I don't think we could quite pinpoint just what his his level was almost. He almost just seemed like to be just um, a a safety blanket for Jared Goff. And it seemed now that he's really taken it to another level, hasn't it? Yeah. So it happens when you get a much better quarterback in there like Matthew Stafford. Oh, the sass. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, I can be sassy, Jay, sometimes, right? Yeah, consistently, may I say. At least I'm not talking about Urban Meyer. No, no I'll tell you, we're not. Well, maybe you'll bring bring him up a bit later on. Um, oh, you know, I'm planning to. The offensive player of the year has been given to Derek Henry, who is injured and therefore can't come to the awards ceremony. <laughs> so he's got to do one of those really awkward video uh, video bits, you know, that they have to they they sometimes do when they can't come to the awards ceremony, and it's just awkward. 
and they don't he's, seem like that bothered that they've actually won. He's he's at home in his uh, on his couch playing Madden, just reluctantly zooming in. Yeah, thank you for this. <laughs> well, there we go. Well done to uh, Derek Henry for winning the midseason Offensive Player of the Year award. And then, unsurprisingly, we're going to go to the Defensive Player. Yeah. Uh, now I'm going to start with this one, right? Um, and I think that. I th- I'm, I'm not going to bring out the person that I think is the obvious one. I'm going to say someone that I actually think will not win the de- defensive player of the year come the end of the season. But we just quite, we just need to recognise just how outrageous what he's done in the first half of the season is. And that is Trayvon Diggs, cornerback for the mm. Dallas Cowboys. Uh, seven interceptions in his first six games of the season. I don't think he could quite believe it, to be honest with you. I mean, that that is incredible for a for a Cowboys team that have been, um, you know, you know it, it, for all intents and purposes, they've been an exciting team to watch. They've had a good, they've had good games. Trayvon Diggs uh, has had an outrageous first half of the season. Um, cornerbacks don't usually win. The defensive player of the year award, generally, but I think he's got to be in with a shout. I think Cam, didn't you write something about him, Cam? Yeah, I did. After uh, just kind of assessing all seven interceptions, kind of breaking them down and just looking at looking at what, how he how he was doing this, and uh, he just when you do watch him, he's just one of those kind of blockbuster players. He he's plays so aggressive. He kind of jumps routes. He kind of premeditates where the ball is going, and with that kind of obviously high reward, but high risk as well as we kind of saw at the weekend like if if he misses there's a chunk play waiting to happen and that's kind of I guess why you enjoy watching him because he plays on the edge so much but just kind of the speed and explosiveness he he's a really fun player to watch and yeah he d- deserves every bit of recognition he's getting because especially after last year where kind of that Cowboys defense got so much criticism mm. for him to come mm. and do this and kind of be be that playmaker that Dan Quinn needed he's been phenomenal who would have thought that we'd have been speaking about this digs this year, you know, more than the other one? Mm, yeah. I, speaking of cornerbacks uh, who won it, I, I remember two cornerbacks winning it. I remember Charles Woodson back in the day uh, won, uh, I think it was one of the DPOI uh, awards. Was it AP or something? And then didn't Stefan Gilmore win it a couple of years ago? Oh, I think you might be right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I take that back. <laughs> I mean, it's not. It's usually not that. They often. generally don't. I mean, it's yeah. either. It's it's usually just Aaron Donald uh, that just wins it, just <laughs> yeah, in general. True. To be honest, <laughs> over the last few years, uh, well, we can we can move on. Carter, are you are you gonna? Are you have you got a a cornerback? Have you got a a defensive end? Are you going with Aaron Donald? I am not going with Aaron Donald this year so far. I think he's been facing a lot of. Uh, double teams and triple teams, and so he's not as as glaring a choice. He's still making a massive difference, but I would go uh, for uh, a guy who had some trouble a couple of years ago, made some a questionable decision on the field, and was suspended. But uh, Miles Garrett has come back with uh, as a force. He's got twelve sacks, twelve tackles for loss. He's he's penetrating uh, offensive lines. He's <laughs> He is – the Cleveland Browns are – obviously had a great start to the season. Folks were uh, perhaps a little too warm on them, and so they're maybe cooling off a bit. But I think Miles Garrett certainly is not. He's still performing as we know he can, and or at least as we know he could have, and uh, he's, he's showing up this year for him. 
and he had the uh, the uh, outrageous Halloween costume as well, Carter. The uh, of uh, I don't even know how you describe it. Really, it was just sort of a a cape with names on it of uh, of quarterbacks that he'd sacked. Yeah, he's committed to the crap, Jay. He's committed. <laughs> If I just, I mean, I tell you what, if someone did that as a Halloween, that would be a good thing next year. Someone can go as Miles Garrett as like a, like a, you know, if you're like 10 years old, you can go as Miles Garrett next year for Halloween with that cape on. I think that would be pretty. And you, what did you say? You, you'd go as Aaron Donald as a, when you were going around Halloween, didn't you, uh, Carter? Yeah, I did. I was, uh, um, I was stealing, uh, Kids candy, knocking them over, doing my little jump through swim move right, this to get is, this to the door before now. they did. I, I was I was doing pretty well. All right, before we uh, get even creepier, let's go over to Cam, <laughs> uh, defensive player Cam. Uh, yeah, I was torn between a couple. Miles Garrett was one, but I'm going to go with TJ Watt. Mm. Uh, kind of had three sacks last night. He's now got 11.5 on the year, and he's in like seven games, which is ridiculous. He, he's had kind of 61 in 69 games since coming to the league. And I think only Aaron Donald has got more than him in that period. And yeah, the guy is an absolute master of his craft. And I, especially with kind of Steve losing uh, Bud Dupree in the offseason and obviously Melvin Ingram's just got traded. It's kind of all on him at the moment, obviously Cam Hayward. But but uh, TJ Watt has been, been leading that team. And without him, I'm, I'm not quite sure we'd be talking about the Steelers in the same kind of where we are at the moment, I'm not sure they'd be be rolling on a four game win streak as they are. So uh, yeah, he is he's been one of the most influential players in the league. Well, he arguably should have won Defensive Player of the Year last year as well. So it's almost I wouldn't be surprised. If, I mean, he'll always be in consideration for this year, but um, it wouldn't be a surprise if he won it full stop this year. You know, anyway, I suppose um, you know going after his brother as well. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree. Uh, I just want to uh, mention Micah Parsons as well. Who I think mm. he's also been kind of incredible. I know he's probably he'll probably win rookie defense uh, defensive rookie of the year. But, but yeah, he after kind of that tough game against the Bucks on opening day, he, he's been been brilliant for the Cowboys. Uh, and we don't have a clear winner for Defensive Player of the Year this time around. So I think that all three of them had to go up and uh, accept it. And uh, I'm not sure how they'd all feel about that. So again, I don't think that they're going to be showing up to the awards ceremony. Uh, Yeah, they could fight for it. Um, I'm sure that a lot of people would pay for that, to be honest. Yes. Um, And the final category that we'll do before we just put out our own uh, categories straight after that is... Your Super Bowl favourite, the mid-season awards. So you might have had a certain opinions about certain teams at the beginning of the year. Maybe that is the same opinion that I hold now. Maybe it's completely changed. We'll find out. So we're going to start with Cam. Cam, who is your Super Bowl favourite as of Tuesday the 9th of November 2021? I'm going, oh, I hate to be cliche again, but Bucks. I have to go Bucks <laughs> just because I think... I feel like they've been the most consistent team so far this season. I think they're they're just loaded in every position. I, I know they've got a kind of had a few kind of queries in the secondary, but with that guy TB12 back there, and if that offensive line keeps him protected, he'll beat anyone. And yeah, I, I really struggle to look past them at the moment. Carter, I'm going to go with. I totally appreciate uh, Cam's um, chalk pick. But uh, I'm going to choose the Buffalo Bills. 
Mm. I'm going to choose the Bills. I think the Bills have – I mean, they definitely have a fantastic offense. They're doing uh, – Did you see the result of the weekend? Uh why you the, the loss to the Jacksonville Jaguars? Okay, why you got to bring up old stuff, Jay? You know what I'm saying? We, I'm here to move on. I'm here, I'm looking at the future. You know okay, I mean? fine. Go on then. We're Sorry, go. Sorry, go on. Here, okay? Uh, and it, by the way, it was a low-scoring game. You know, everybody struggles sometimes. But what I would also say is that do the Bills have the best uh, defense in the league? Is that a, That's a genuine question. They, they're allowing the fewest points. Uh, I think they're th- third fewest in rushing yards. Uh, they uh, allow the fewest pass yards per game and total pass yards. And they lead the league with 11 – or they don't lead the league, but I think they're tied like one, two, or three for interceptions this year so far. I think balancing that fan- that still high-powered offense, the other digs, as we were mentioning, but also uh, with this really fantastic defense, I think the Bills are on their way. Okay, and I am going to do the really boring thing just like uh, Cam did and pick the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as well. I do apologize. Besides the Saints game, they've just been across it completely. I mean, especially uh, offensively as well. Tom Brady, Tom Brady is still my Super Bowl favorite. Tom Brady, will he be turning up for the ceremony, guys? Uh, I'll call Giselle. (laughs) Your good friend Giselle. Yes. (laughs) Just to see. Lady Bunchen. What? That's her last name. Oh, yeah, I know. But it just sounded weird when you said it like that. Um, So we've had four categories. No one's turning up to the ceremony so far. Um, So what we're going to do now is we'll just go around one each and just uh, if we've got a few more, we can go around after that and bring out our own categories uh, and see exactly what we're all thinking. Uh, Cam, have you got one? Hi. Let's go with in in a season of backup quarterbacks, backup quarterback of the season so far. Oh, I like it. I like it. Okay. Uh, do you have an opinion? I'm going to say he's only played one game, but I'll go Colt McCoy because I thought he was mm. brilliant for the Cardinals at the weekend. And I think they splashed out. It was like less than a million they paid for him. And to come in and do that was as good a value for money as you can get in this league. Uh, I want to put forward somebody, and not that I'm disagreeing uh, with with your choice, but I just want to put somebody forward for the drama. Uh and the uh, the NFL, not, not not even necessarily that he was, you know, the best quarterback, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But he just threw um, a spanner into the works and I'm just here for it. Okay. And I'm going, in fact, I'm going to go even further than, than I was originally going to go. And I'm going to go with New York Jets quarterback, Josh Johnson, yeah. not Mike White, Josh <laughs> Johnson. And the reason I'm doing that is for, as I say, the drama of it all. You, the, New, the New York Jets, they have their second round pick, uh, their, their number two pick in Zach Wilson, meant to be the future of the franchise. He gets injured. They trade for Joe Flacco. Uh, he hasn't played it down. Mike White comes in. They back up. He plays really well. He gets injured. Josh Johnson comes in. He also plays really well. I just think it's a lot of drama. Zach Wilson not been as good as any of the other quarterbacks that have played for the New York Jets. So I'm going to go with Josh Johnson. I think that's a solid pick. I got one. Do you though? Is it though? <laughs> I, 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 we've talked about the dumpster fire that is the Jets. I think it, it, this is the this is perhaps the only entertaining thing they've got going on. Is that not accurate? 
I think I I mean to be honest, one of my categories, and I'll bin it, I'll bin it off now, but it was literally the category was the tire fire of the season and it was the New York Jets quarterback group. So so yeah. Uh, Carter, we've got uh, excited about backup quarterbacks. Is everything you need to know about the Jets? That's all, that's what's ignited their season. That's exactly that's it. it. That is it. Yeah, that's exactly it. You're not I, wrong. I've got I got one pick for uh, most valuable backup quarterback, and this might seem mm. interesting. And it is Geno Smith. Yeah. Really? Okay. Yes, because Seattle knows at this moment in time that they are. A terrible team without Russell Wilson. Why would you ever think of getting rid of Russell Wilson? Do we remember that controversy? Mm-hmm. Like, was it over the offseason or maybe the season before where that contract dispute, there there was that, and, and whether or not he was going to leave, he gave them a list of folks that he was trying to go to. New Orleans was on that list. And if you need a person, it's that you never know truly what you have until it's temporarily gone. And as he's been injured – with this, the finger situation, Geno Smith has come in and look at that. Maybe uh, Russell Wilson is not just our franchise quarterback. Maybe we need to make him a franchise something else. What else can we promote him to? Because that's how valuable he is to the Seattle Seahawks. So, the, so, but you, so you're saying that Geno Smith is the most valuable because it proves how valuable your starting quarterback is. It proves how absolutely it proves how important it is to maybe we should uh in the next draft draft some folks who can protect him can we do that okay we i see what how- you're saying sort of <laughs> yeah I, I, I see what you're saying i see what you're saying it, it was a roundabout it was a journey but i think i got there the uh and this is going to be just a very very quick one the best liar of midseason, aaron Rodgers. we don't need to go further into that and the i've got another one the best trade of mid-season. Well, I guess it's the best trade, isn't it? Full stop. Oh, um, Stefan yeah. Gilmore could be up there. Oh, yeah. Sure. For the Carolina Panthers from the New England Patriots. For, they got him for basically nothing. Um, I like this one, though. The Philadelphia Eagles trade uh, the three-time Pro Bowl tight end, Zach Ertz, to the Arizona Cardinals for cornerback... Tay Gowan and a 2022 fifth round draft pick. Zach Ertz, especially in the first couple games there with Kyler Murray, uh, did exactly what you wanted him to do. Became that target. Became another person for Kyler Murray to to aim for. Um, And really, I think, and the offense was good already, but I think just elevated the offense even further as well. Um, There are lots of different trades I think that you can go for, but that one I think could prove to, come the end of the season, could prove to be the most important championship wise yeah I think that I'd definitely have that up there I mean just bringing something different to the offense doesn't he Zach and I guess we all thought he was washed up in Philly but you, no one's washed up in, in that Cardinals offense I think and definitely but uh, I, I'd probably go lean towards Von Miller I know it's a recent mm. one but I, I know you might you might not have the juice he had a few years ago but I mean when you've got someone like Aaron Donald alongside you you maybe don't need to be as good as you used to be. And yeah. even still, I mean, having those two guys running at you, I'd be terrified. And yeah. He, he's that still going to be totally, still a difference totally maker. Yeah. That was totally my choice too, Cam. That was a good choice. But what, what, you know, and this is something that we spoke about last week, didn't we, Carter? Just just the pure draft capital that, that uh, the LA Rams don't seem to care about right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's win now. It's Let's win mm. now. And why not? Because... 
all these pieces came together right now. Aaron Donald is f still Aaron Donald. Vaughn Miller's now here. Matthew Stafford's here. You got Cooper Cup doing crazy things on the receiving end. This is a lot of these are a lot of good pieces on both sides of the ball. Uh, let's get it done now. Anyone else for anyone else? Anyone got any more uh, any more awards categories that need to be brought out so we can uh, before we end the midseason awards? I had one, which was you mentioned tire fire. I called it a much more colorful term, um, <laughs> but I will say that good gracious, the Las Vegas Raiders, what is going on in Vegas? Uh, lost. I don't even know what the award could be. But it's the what is going on right now award. They're still winning football games, <laughs> but it's fine. What but is going on in Vegas sounds like a really bad 2003 rom-com uh, <laughs> featuring Ashton Kutcher. Uh, I think it is, actually, because um, uh, what's her name? Cameron Diaz was in it, and they got married in Vegas. <laughs> and then they, it was a whole story about the value of marriage. Who knew I was going to learn that from those two actors? Uh, <laughs> but... But with this team, I mean, they've had two dismissals over the last week or so, and not to mention you lost your head coach, uh, which did not – I didn't see that coming at all in the preseason. So, I mean, as long as you can win games and as long as you can, you know, keep doing what you're doing, but, you know, some tragic circumstances around some of those dismissals. So, we obviously, those are terribly unfortunate, and we send, you know, uh, prayers and blessings out to the families involved. But – Geez, let's uh, let's let's pull it together here, folks. The Raiders. So you're saying that the the what is what is going on in Las Vegas award goes to the Las Vegas Raiders? Because uh, they would be in Vegas all the time, Jay. Yeah, yes. that's that's what I was getting at. Yeah. Yep. And they uh, just because you're in Vegas still doesn't mean you have to act like it. <laughs> hey, that's a good line. There yeah, we go. That's a good I line. That's a good line. Uh, Cam, any more for any more? I had. The non-Derek Henry player I'd least like to tackle. Oh, I like it. Go on. Oh, I've, got, I've got my answer. I've got my answer. Go on, you go. I went Javonte Williams for the Broncos. Just because okay. I've seen him run a few mm. times this year. And coming into the league, he was kind of known as his bruiser. And at the weekend, I don't know if any of you guys have watched his run, but he shrugs off about seven tackles for the first down. And it was just, it was like, a, I don't know if you saw that video going around with a little kid kind of face. Like, yeah. Pushing, pushing little kids down on the way to the end zone. It was pretty much that. And yeah, I wouldn't want to tackle, wouldn't want to tackle that guy. Uh, I'm going with DK Metcalf. Uh, yeah, and, and i tell you what, I wouldn't want him tackling me either <laughs> because there's no way you're getting away with it, getting away from him. <laughs> we know this already. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, I, I think for this one. Yeah, go. Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> what? You don't want to tackle him? I, no, like I don't want to, I don't want to run into him. It's just very different tackling <laughs> tackling him compared to the, to Aaron Donald or, or Derek Henry or somebody like that. It's yep. very different. Yep. I yes, it's like uh, Aaron Donald's like a brick wall, and Ben Roethlisberger's like a big Ben Roethlisberger. You've come up with some good lines today, Carter. Yeah, I'm. You I'm know, Ben Roethlisberger is a like is like a big Ben Roethlisberger. I saw him scramble <laughs> in, in this last game. <laughs> I saw him scramble for a first down. And I thought, and the guy that tackled him didn't go forward. He went backward, and it, it wasn't like Ben was trying to truck the guy. It was like Ben just looked like, okay, I'm gonna take a nap just right here. I'm just going to get this first down, and then we're just going to chill out for a little bit. Somebody well, will pick me up later. 
Cam, Carter, thank you so much uh, for coming to the Mid-Season Awards. Um, unfortunately, you two are the only ones that turned up. Everyone else that was actually getting an award decided not to uh, turn up, um, especially Ben Roethlisberger, who was deeply offended by Carter's remarks. <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't trying to bring him down. I wasn't trying to be shady to Ben. I was just saying, he, you know, it's like Zion Williamson right now. Dude is like 300 pounds. He needs to lose some... You know, at the end of your career, don't you want to slim down? Get There's been too much pants? basketball chat in this uh, in this oh, NFL right, podcast right, fine, today. Fine, fine. Uh, Cam, uh, thank you very much uh, from Sky Sports. But how do people find your work, Cam? Um, the Sky Sports NFL page on the Sky Sports website is usually the best place to find me, or, or on Twitter. Um, very accessible on Twitter and always happy to talk football with people. So yeah. Cam Carter, thank you so much for uh, being on Rock and Roll American Football this week. Back next week. The Rock and Roll American Football Podcast. Absolute Radio.